Okay, quiet on the set, everybody. Stand by. Roll camera. Speed. Roll sound. Speed. Market. And cue talent. Hello and welcome to This Week in Production. I'm your host, Art Aldridge. And joining me today, I get a little echo in my headphones, but joining me today is Lowell Thaler, all the way from Florida. Ah, thanks, Art. All the way from beautiful North Palm Beach. <laughs> How's the weather down there? You know, it's really nice. Uh, unfortunately, we're not able to really enjoy it. Uh, all the waterways and parks and everything uh, that you like to places you like to go to during uh, beautiful weather. We unfortunately we can't, just like everybody else in the world. But so I'm locked here in the uh, in my my studio here in the house. <laughs> so I'm glad you called. Yeah, yeah, we're uh, similarly constrained. We're both in the house, both have studios at home. You you have a very interesting business though, where you're, uh, and I'll let you describe this, but your company is really working from home doing something different than most live production companies. Yeah, we started uh, a couple of years ago and uh, my primary client has been the PJ of America and I kind of thought that uh, with the technology out there a couple of years ago that maybe we could be doing and offering them something that maybe they haven't really done in the past at a very uh, economical price. So I did some research and um, as you can see, I've got a TriCaster behind me. It's a TriCaster TC1. Purchased a few live views. We have four live views. And basically, we started doing live golf events. Uh, the first one being with the Honda Classic. Doing, uh, you know, we didn't have the rights to show any live golf. So imagine doing uh, three days of live streaming at a golf tournament showing no golf at all. And that's because the folks at the Honda Classic do a great job with their corporate hospitality and, and the whole total fan experience. And so I was talking to Ken Kennerly, the executive director, and um, they actually became the very first client to come on board saying, hey, let's give this thing a shot. So um, from there, we, uh, in addition to doing uh, live, we did a couple of college events last year, then we did uh, the Arnold Palmer Cup, the Spirit International, again, amateur golf events where we were out there with like anywhere from four to seven cameras doing a, a complete broadcast. The only difference was we were using the at-home production model where the control room was right here in, in my house. Uh, we did that for, I think, like the first couple of shows. And then after that, we, uh, we expanded and moved into the garage because we needed more space. Uh, basically, my graphics guy didn't appreciate uh, working out of the closet, basically. Um, so we expanded into the uh, garage, and, and everyone's much happier. The beauty of it is it's no different um, the space-wise, we actually have probably more space than a regular production uh, truck that you would have on the road. So what we tell our clients now is we can do a live golf event or a live any event, um, very small on-site footprint. The only things we need on-site, really just cameras. Uh, everything else, no satellite truck, no satellite dish, no production truck. Everything happens uh, from a production standpoint back at my place. So it truly is at-home productions. So if people don't understand how this normally goes, there's at least one 40-foot tractor-trailer truck that rolls into an event. Usually there's two or three plus satellite truck and miles and miles of wire, fiber mm -hmm. optic, audio cables. And it takes probably a week to come in and prep the 
the venue for broadcast. They have to make towers. They have to make all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And you're doing a model where you basically are showing up with cameras, nothing else. That's it. Exactly. How did you come up with this idea? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, basically, it's just a matter of, uh, you know, how are we going to do this? You know, at first, the very first event we did uh, was actually the Western Amateur. Uh, that was uh, back in the summer of 2018. And there were a lot of trial and error. Uh, what we found, you know, I had my talent on site for that. We were using Skype as our video return. So that was another thing we had to think about. Um, in addition to our four cameras that we had on property, it was just a different way of doing it, just a different mindset and how we could save the client money. And imagine, like you said, not taking a week to string out 25 miles of cable. You don't have to roll up in your tractor trailer. Um, but also, we're not flying our whole staff in. We're just flying in our four cameramen, maybe a, a coordinating producer. We're not putting up all, you know, 20 more people up in a hotel room. Yeah. Rental cars, all, you name it, all the per diems. I mean, all that goes away. Just redline that. Um, so ultimately, it's, it's, there's a couple of big benefits to the client. One, they're saving a lot of money, which obviously is important. Then we ran into some issues where actually they weren't issues because of the small footprint. Uh, a lot of these courses were just totally amazed. You know, these are private golf clubs, not where you would typically host a major championship that could facilitate uh, the tractor trailer, the satellite dish. They just don't have the space. So when they asked me, well, how much space do you need to make this work? I said, place to charge batteries. And at the time we had uh, our talent on site. So maybe a, a room or just a place by their driving range and we would set something up. Um, now we've actually, we don't even do that. Our talent uh, is now back here at my house. With the approval of my lovely wife, we were able to put the talent in the living room and about 12, 15 other people uh, back here, whether it's in my garage or in the yellow room here, uh, and we did a whole produ production. The benefits of having your talent where you have your production, uh, there's no delay. When you have your talent on site, and we're using Skype uh, actually for the first event, after that live view thankfully came up with uh, a video return server to where there's maybe a second, maybe two seconds round trip of a video delay um, to where in golf it really is not an issue. Uh, I was very concerned the first time we did it, uh, thinking, oh, my God, you know, it's going to be horrible. But it's golf. It's not a boxing event, you know, where, where the announcer would say, oh, they're right, a left, a left, a right. You know, it's golf. You're going to let the action speak for itself. And you kind of the talent naturally lays out during a putt or, or something like that. So I actually find it easier and much more cost effective even to have the talent come here to our location. Again, there's there, Thankfully for me, or thankfully for us, there's a lot of announcers that live in the West Palm Orlando area to where they can easily drive to our place. That's not a problem at all. So it actually, again, saves more money for the client. Um, so we actually have a nice big party that we have here in the house. Um, there's no 30-foot production truck. Uh, there might be a few extra cars in the driveway. But other than that, that's it. So the technology that's really enabling this is cellular uh, data transmission. Mm -hmm. Correct. And this was not available really in most places until what I would say the last four years. Correct. Tell me about that part of your, your business model and how you saw an opportunity and how that's worked. I'm sure it's been a little bit of trial and error and you've not at all 
everything has been perfect, but tell me about that. Sure. It all started quite, you know, like I said, I bought my first live view uh, about two years ago. The thought process actually started about a year prior to that, where again, you know, my main clients been the PJ of America and we did a, a, a live shot, uh, a press conference announcing a new site for the PJ championship. That was going to be a Kiowa Island in South Carolina. And the people at the PJ said, you know, Golf Channel doesn't have their satellite trucks available, so we're going to lean on our partner at Turner to, they have some live views. They're going to send you this live view, and all you got to do is plug it in and turn it, you know, turn it on, plug it in, and off you go. And I looked at my liaison at the PJ. I said, you're crazy. I've never heard of something, anything like that. And we all know nothing's as easy as turning it on and plugging it in. So sure enough, uh, my cameraman and I, uh, Bob Lynch, we go to Kiowa Island, and we're all set to do a news conference. My client, uh, Turner, sent their live view. It was a live view 500. I plug in the SDI, turn it on, and I'm thinking, I go to my cameraman, I said, well, this certainly is never gonna work. Sure enough, all of a sudden we see these lights power on. I get on the phone with the people at uh, Turner. They're actually controlling the live view from their studios. And it's like, wow, all I had to do is plug it in and turn it on and then just, you know, with a one camera, do the news conference. So I started thinking, wow, this is like incredible. And the benefit of, of, of the, just that day, you know, Kiowa Island is out on an island uh, in South Carolina to where, you know, how we, there's no other way to get a signal. You know, that's why people traditionally are bringing their satellite trucks and stuff. And we set up and sure enough, they're like all the local stations out of Charleston were they didn't have a satellite truck either. They all were using live view. So it's like, wow, you know, I've never heard of this thing and apparently it works. So it was a very successful day. And then after that, I, I, I started thinking, well, if we could do that with one camera, what happens if we have three, four, five, eight camera, whatever it is, and did an actual golf tournament? Um, little did I know at the time that it's not, you know, you do need a few other things to take it in, into consideration, like IFB, video return, and all that kind of good stuff, which, you know, after doing the research, I, I, I took the plunge and called the folks up at LiveView, and they were extremely helpful. Um, and you know, two years later, I got I have four units. And when we're if we need additional, we just rent them. Uh, and I will say this, as far as you know, LiveView, one of the greatest things about LiveView is their customer support. You can only imagine never doing something like this as a, a live event with more than one camera. You need you know some guidance over the phone. And I will tell you, those they're awesome. You know, you, you, you deal with a lot of companies from here and there, and, you know, sometimes their tech support is great, and sometimes it isn't. LiveView has been tremendous. Uh, just imagine the questions that we had, you know, from very our very first show to even our most recent show. There's always something, uh, you know, where you need a little guidance, have a question, and those guys are incredible. That's so. usually what separates the men from the boys in terms of equipment companies is the support because you can buy something for maybe a hundred dollars that will do the job, but there's no support. There's no documentation or you spend, you know, maybe 500 or a thousand dollars and you get something that's thought out and designed for a, you know, robust workflow. So it's good to hear about live view about that. Yeah. They've been tremendous. So what other bumps in the road have you had with technology in doing these productions? Uh, none. They've been flawless. No, uh, I wish I could say that. Uh, <laughs> uh, next question. No. Uh, you know, it's funny. The very first thing that we, um, there were two things that we, after our very first event at the Western, uh, that we, we realized very quickly that we needed to improve upon. One was the video return. Uh, 
and two were the communications with the, the cameraman out in the field. So I'll, I'll touch upon the first one first, the video return. You know, you could do all the testing possible. Imagine going to a private golf club uh, that doesn't have much bandwidth. And, you know, when we did our tests or in our testing, you know, I, I tested all, you know, all 18 holes with the live view. Yeah, we had a strong signal. And then thinking, oh, okay, well, we're just going to put our talent here in the clubhouse, hook them up with another live view, blah, 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 and, and we're great. And we were using Skype as our video return. Well, we found out very quickly that the bandwidth within the, uh, the clubhouse, everybody else, the media center, everybody was on that, that same piece of uh, Wi-Fi, we'll call it, to where our video return using Skype really relayed on, or relied on that. And our talent using the monitor, uh, their, their signal looked like it was underwater. And so that was kind of hard. They did a great job broadcasting looking at a monitor that they, you know, what really wasn't crisp and clear, as you would expect. Um, so that was something that definitely needed to be rectified. And the other was um, the, the uh, communicating with our, our cameraman out in the field. Uh, there was a piece of software that everyone said to use, and um, ultimately it really wasn't doing the trick for us. I'll finish up on that in a second. Let me get back, get back to the video return. The way we solved the video return problem was... Thankfully, a month after we did that show, LiveView, I got an email. They announced that they're releasing a, a LiveView video return server, which was, I wish I had that a month earlier. Um, I, that email came out. I tested it. I was like probably one of the first people to test it. And it worked. And they, you know, basically it's another server and, and the licensing. And basically what that is, I, don't ha I didn't have to use Skype and rely on Skype. Basically, if you have a LiveView 600, uh, and it also works with the 300, I believe. For in our instance, if I if we had the talent out on the in, out in the field, that same LiveView backpack, the 600, that's transmitting their signal back here. You also take a feed with your video return uh, to where you kind of use an HDMI cable, hook up a, a regular monitor, and voila, you they have a video return. What's the latency on that? Uh, the whole, you know, basically the whole round trip, it's a second to us and a second back. So the whole latency really is, is two seconds round trip. And again, in, in golf, it really wasn't that big a deal. So that's the video return. So LiveView came up with a product. I'm sure at the time I probably wasn't the only one experiencing it because um, I had only done our first show a month earlier. And lo and behold, they, they came out with this LiveView server, which to me was, was a game changer to where now I could still have people out on site, but also now that I have my talent here in the house, I really don't rely on the live view return server, but when I do have talent out in, the, out in the field, because there are some clients that just feel much more comfortable having their talent out in the field. They, they just, you know, they, they feel much better about that. So fine, we can do that. But that to me was a game changer. Uh, and really there's uh, um, the way we got around the, uh, the communications deal was there's a gentleman who actually works for PJ Tour Entertainment that devised, it's called a Dano box, that basically uh, using the Live View IFB, uh, you basically take his little, it's basically a box that he kind of uh, changed up a little bit that has a headset. You, you hook one channel of audio into channel two of your camera, and that's the headset audio from the cameraman. 
Channel One has whatever, you know, the, the, uh, the camera mic or whatever you're using, we would send that back to us and it comes back as an embedded signal through the live view. We would de-embed the signal, take the audio from the camera mic and send that to my TriCaster behind me, wherever it is, and then take the audio from the cameraman in his headset, de-embed that, and that goes to our PL communications line. So it sounds kind of crazy, but it works. Um, and then as a backup, old-fashioned cell phones with a, uh, with a conference call. Uh, we've used both. Uh, either one works. So that's how we got around the whole communications. You know, it's kind of crazy to think that here we are in North Palm Beach, and we're doing live events from Palm Springs, California, Las Vegas, Nevada, Little Rock, Arkansas. And basically, that's our line of communication. Other, without that communication, I just have four guys running around a golf course, uh, and that's it. So obviously, communication is key. Uh, but those are two two solutions that we found to be you know quite successful. And those are critical because if you don't have them, it's almost impossible to operate. Exactly. I mean, we found out very quickly in our very first event. You know, with golf, you can almost script, so to speak. Okay, we're following one group. I got four, three or four cameras say on that particular event. So we we had a plan anyway, to where if we did happen to lose communication, which actually happened a couple of times, the guys uh, can still go to where they need to go. We were following one featured group. It was relatively simple. So uh, anyone watching us back at home on their mobile device or their computer or wherever, they would never have guessed maybe a couple of times that we lost communication, but we did. And but in the events since, we came upon a better solution. How much uh, advanced scouting do you have to do before you agree to do an event? Do you go out and test cellular networks? Uh, yeah. I can tell you the last, uh, we did an event last November called the Spirit international and it's in a place called uh trinity texas and it's about an hour and a half northwest of houston and it's a beautiful course one of the top rated courses in texas and the gentleman that happens to own it uh he built it basically for him and his family uh never dreaming that perhaps one day would be hosting other events uh, and this was a pretty big amateur event there's not one cell tower within 10 miles and I didn't know that in our initial discussions until I went out to do a site survey. And as you know, standard operating procedure, we always do a site survey. And it's not so much to see, oh, this is a beautiful spot and I can put my cameras here. It's more of a, not necessarily a site survey, but a signal test survey. And it's kind of funny. I power up the live view in the parking lot, you know, just as we got there and there's no signal. And the first thing I, I said to the client was, you know, do you have uh something that's stopping the signal, you know, uh, scrambler or something, you, right. A scanner or a firewall of some sort. And he says, no, why? And I said, well, because I don't have a signal. So we got back in the golf cart. We went through all 18 holes and I'm telling you, there was hardly any signal. And I'm looking at the live view. I got the, the client sitting next to me. He's driving a golf cart and I'm trying to make it sound like, Oh, no problem. You know, meanwhile, I'm thinking we've got a major problem here. So at the end of the, you know, after a couple of holes, I said, look, We've got, I've got to figure something else out. And he said, yeah, you know, um, I forgot to tell you, we really don't have any cell towers around here, but uh, what do you got in mind? So I did some research and, you know, this is a great thing for LiveView. What a great sales pitch. But um, they have a, a thing called a LiveView extender. What that does, in a LiveView 600, you have six cell phone modems. What an extender does, it gives you an additional six modems, but... What it does, it sends your signal further down the road with the great antennas that it has. So 
in some applications, you could use a live view extender, like if you had a cell tower that was totally booked and you couldn't get a signal out because there wasn't enough bandwidth, it would send, it automatically sends their, the signal from that unit down the road to the next cell tower, next available tower. So in this case, it wasn't a question of not enough bandwidth at that first cell tower. There wasn't a first cell tower. So it continues to send the signal down the road. The way we, we wound up doing this project was for each camera that I had, I think I had uh, seven cameras out there on this one. We had a live view extender ratchet strapped to the top of a golf cart for each camera. And we went, it, it looked like a little thing, something out of French Flintstone, you know, with the golf cart and a little satellite <laughs> thing or a little dish on top. And, but the key here was, you know, every camera did a, a, a signal, a wireless signal to the extender, you know, from the live view itself, live view 600 to the extender that's on top of the, uh, the golf cart. And from there, it sent out the signal. So we did that with seven cameras. And just to think of how this was getting done, there wasn't a problem. I mean, it is hard to imagine seven cameras. That's how we're getting our signal out of Trinity, Texas. What I'm about to say, I, I, I pitched this to every client that's interested in doing golf. This particular event, the, uh, the USA team did not finish traditionally on the back nine. There is a, an issue with rules that happened earlier in the week. So basically the men's singles, they teed off on the opposite nine. So what that means was, is the rest of the 19, 18 of the 19 teams were all finishing on the, on the, on the 18th hole. However, the men were finishing, uh, the USA men were finishing on the ninth hole. If this was a traditional broadcast and you had 30 miles of cable, they never would have had cabling on the, on, on the other nine. Because traditionally you would have had just cable on like from the 10th hole through the 18th and call it a day. Right. Because of this, we showed highlights, and the USA men's team wound up winning the men's division all through their round, where if this was a traditional broadcast, uh, not done with live view or cellular bonded technology, you would not have seen any highlights of that team on, the, on their uh, front nine, which was the last nine holes. So it actually was tremendous to think, the only way we were able to do that was because of the cellular bonded technology. So with all that, and then having the live view extender on the top of every golf cart, it was the, because of how we were able to pull that off. If we could pull that off, we can get a signal out of anywhere. Now, from a business uh, standpoint, because this is a, definitely a unique approach, but it's different than some live streaming approaches where it's like a cell phone and we're live, you know, it's one guy. You're doing a very elaborate production. You're not skimping on crew or equipment. I think your business model sounds like you're saving on the, the travel and some of the equipment, the truck and the, and the manpower needed on site. But how is that being received from like the truck operators? I haven't heard from any, so <laughs> uh, I'm guessing, you know, let's face it, they, they see what the future is. You know, satellite trucks, you know, Live Views and, and other similar companies, they've been around for a while. I think they see the sim, you know, what they're up against. Uh, you know, also think about with this virus going around, a lot of people, you know, the less people you have on site, I mean, right now, you can only have 10 people at a location. 
we've actually put packages together, you know, because of companies not want to spend money right today. But I've talked to some people to say, you know, on site, once you get past your talent or whatever, I just need three or four people for a four camera shoot. And I'm, I'm with, and we're still within 10 people on site. I could still produce a show back at my place with less than 10 people on site. I think that's a big selling point. Uh, and who knows going forward, you know, that could continue to be a huge selling point. I think that's going to be a, a pretty big point that uh, a lot of companies are going to be looking at, you know, how, what's the least amount of people and footprint you need on site to make something happen. I think this is going to be a great solution. Now we both do similar uh, working environments. I shoot a lot of corporate golf. You're doing a lot of golf events, so we're we're in the same venues sometimes. I know my schedule is out the window so far for 2020. How has the COVID impacted your business? Well, I could say very simply, I've got plenty of time to be on on your wonderful podcast, and if it need be, uh, I'm available the rest of the month too. So uh, we could do a weekly if you like. Uh, you know, obviously there, there's some big golf events that they're they're being rescheduled as we speak, um, and we hope that budgets aren't slashed. Um, I think we're all in this. You know, hate to use the cliche, we've heard it every day, but we are kind of in the same boat, and everyone's in this thing together. Um, you know, we, we just have to wait and see. But uh, right now, we got plenty of time. <laughs> if you were to sort of open your crystal ball or your magic wand, maybe is the better analogy, what's the one thing that you need to make your productions better or to expand your capabilities? What's the one piece that you need that doesn't exist? Mm. That's a good question. Uh there's things that, you know, have made our, um, the technology is there to, to do things a little differently, uh, to save on cost. Uh, a lot of it's already there, man. I, I don't know. I mean, it, it's funny. If you asked me this question two years ago, I'd say, Oh, I need a video return server, you know, and, and, and live you came up with one. Um, I don't know. I mean, things have evolved and changed and, um, thankfully, I mean, for our broadcast, uh, maybe 5G when that really is, is in every place imaginable, you could probably do a lot more uh, with crazy things like with the cell phone. Um, you know, they're, they're, I mean, they have a great app, the LiveView Smart, LU Smart. I think things can be simplified, and, and we've seen a lot of things on the news where Skype and LU Smart and, and all these things are being used. And I think the more that's being used, like I use LU Smart. Uh, and save on a camera when I'm doing live golf because when I have my reporter following a group, I'm using the LVU Smart and a little microphone adapter and it sounds awesome. You'd never know it. That's audio from a cell phone. So, I mean, um, there's different, they, everything continues to evolve. Um, I think everyone, the more everyone's getting more and more creative with the change of times and, you know, uh, you know, next year at this time, there's things that we're going to learn that people are kind of gotten used to that are going to be expanded and i think figuring out a way to utilize some of these other new methods uh will will cause new things to be developed and i'm sure there's things in the in the works right now we don't even know about have you been watching uh news in your uh local market or national news oh yeah that's all there is to do <laughs> so what do you think about how they're handling the di disruption in their in their broadcast world 
Well, I, we've seen a whole lot of new Zoom uh, conference calling. Uh, we've seen a lot of uh, reporters at their homes. You can always tell who's, who's got the better signal, who's doing it right. Um, I think some of these, they're taking live views or LU smarts and, and hooking up their cell phone. I think if we, you know, you see how Al Roker is doing his news and, and all these other people and certainly the, the local news. So it's almost like the secret's out of the bag almost, but there's still a lot to be said for quality. Uh, I noticed there are some stations that are now they're putting a regular camera with a live view at, in a reporter's house and you could just tell the difference. Uh, others are using the LU smart app. Um, others are using Skype or whatever, uh, or FaceTime. Actually, I haven't seen too much FaceTime. It's been more Skype and LU Smart. Um, and you can definitely see the difference in the quality. And I think that's even going to get better and better and better. I think what's kind of cool is, you know, when you see some of these shows that have been happening um, on Fox and CBS with people doing their little at-home concerts, it's kind of funny. You know, uh, Fox did theirs with, uh, with cell phones. And then some of the others did, uh, you know, with actual cameras and, and sending it back the signal. So... I think it's, it's that continues to evolve. And that's only going to make what we do, you know, much better and better. I do think it's going to change the news business. I think they're going to have a hard time justifying big budgets going forward. I agree. I totally agree. And, you know, we're seeing it already with, with cell phones, with the, with the iPhone 11, if you get a great picture and, and, and that's the other thing people are getting used to seeing, maybe not the pristine video that we're used to producing, but they're accepting it. Not that you want to settle for that, but I think that just kind of opens up opportunity that when you can do something simple like that with a better camera, with a little bit better technology, you will see the difference at a much lesser or lower price point. That's true. Well, Lowell, I appreciate you taking a few minutes to talk to us, and uh, I would certainly take you up on an opportunity to come back and talk more about live streaming and other technology stuff with production. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to do it, Art. And, uh, you know, hey, I, I hope to see you in, in June at a, one of our favorite golf events, a women's event. Um, hoping that uh, is going to not be canceled or postponed and um, we could talk more. But I'd love to be on your podcast anytime you, you, you've got plenty of time and, uh, and you don't mind having me. All right. Best of luck, Lowell. Thanks again. All right. Thank you. Do you have something to say? Drop me an email at thisweekinproduction at gmail.com. Or even better, call our new TWIP voice mailbox and leave us a message. 601-564-TWIP. That's 601-564-8947. Also, a reminder that This Week in Production is available on all major podcast platforms, including Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play. So please subscribe to get every episode. Lastly, if you like what you hear, would you mind giving me a rating or a review? I'd appreciate that. Okay, that's a wrap on this week in production. Thanks for listening.